Today is August 6, 2023, and I am leaving on the first part of my big cross-country road trip, which has been an annual adventure I've been doing since 2020. I'm leaving in a few days, and I didn't intend to record a podcast because I didn't actually have to since I changed the cadence of the show temporarily. I think I will go back to the way it was before, but temporarily I've been experimenting with just one episode a week and alternating between solo episodes where it's just me talking like this, recording in the Beyond Measure private community and having a guest. And I I wish I could find a different way to say this, but maybe I don't need to. I'm just blown away by the guests upcoming on the show. I feel like I'm always saying that and maybe it'll always be that way, but I I think the longer I've done this show, I almost feel more gratitude for incredible guests because as I'm nearing 500 episodes, there's this little thought of what else is there to sh- to say, but these guests are reminding me there's always more to say. And the reason that I decided to record today is because I want to share and say that I've been filled with so much joy and gratitude the last few days that it's overflowing. Today especially, I I felt like I was racing home. That's not fully true. I was coming back from an experience I'll tell you about in a moment. And I, I just felt like I really want to share this on the podcast because I've shared a lot of challenges. I've shared a lot of hard days. I've talked about the Monday blues. I've talked about having one thing after another feel like it's going wrong. And I think it's really important to share the negative in, in a time where many people feel like they need to stay away from sharing the negative. Even though there's more acceptance around mental health, the content creation world in general, I think, is still in this place of the highlight reel or the polished version of things. And that's not my style with the podcast. I I want to share it all, the good, the challenging, the hardships, Anyway, so I I find myself sharing a lot of hardships and I am overjoyed to share it today. I can't think of any hardships that I am feeling as a hardship. I don't know how else to say it. I think it's important to share because it wasn't that long ago that I forgot what this feeling was like. I forgot the feeling of a positive flow. I forgot the feeling of, wow, everything's going so well. I can't believe it. (laughs) And that's a very scary feeling, to be honest. The last few days, probably even just the last 24 hours have been just so present in that state. I've had a couple moments of like, oh no, things feel a little too good they can't stay this way. And then 
just in the past few hours, I entered a state of actually, why can't they feel this way a lot? So let me explain. Let me go back a little. Um, I think maybe in the last podcast episode, the solo episode that I recorded, I might've been sharing how I was going through challenges and it was like the opposite of this where I was feeling unsure what, what could go wrong next, you know, (laughs) like I was in this state of, oh, wow. Like it just feels like everything's going wrong. I couldn't even look for the thing to go right and nothing was going very wrong. Things felt stable in general. It's just like a bunch of things in a row were not working out the way I wanted them to. And, and it was an unpleasant, uncomfortable feeling. And then I, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't even seem that strange because it's around that mentality of what's, what must go up, must come down and what, what goes down must come up. It makes sense when you're in a low point, like eventually most of us experience a higher point, maybe not a true high, but something higher. I find myself anticipating that and just not knowing what's going to happen. And it just started to happen in all of these small ways, like just in the past, maybe three or four days, all these small things started to go really well, unexpectedly. I think it started on Wednesday. Today's Sunday. And I know it started on Wednesday because there I had a big concern around my car. Since I'm going on this road trip, I found out about a week and a half ago that I needed to get the electric battery replaced in my car, which is a big deal for an electric car. I don't know why, but I got a notice on my car that it was time to replace the battery. And my heart sank because I thought this could be a very long process. Well, luck was in my favor because it only took two days for them to replace the battery, which blows my mind. I mean, I was prepared for a week. I was starting to prepare myself to delay my entire trip. And I pull it into the service center. I had just come back from a hike. And I can't remember which of the hikes I'd been on. I've been going on so many hikes lately. I've been starting my mornings with a lot of hikes. And I was sweating profusely (laughs) after this hike. It might have been, I don't know. There's a a story around the hike that I might share later, but but I'll I'll save that because it's not crucial for this part of the story. Um, But I pulled in. And I'm greeted by a person whose name is Angel. And I thought, whoa, okay. I am really hoping this person feels like an angel because I could use a little extra luck. And the person said, oh, wow, your battery's getting replaced. And almost like Congratulations, I guess, because getting a new battery is wonderful for an electric car, maybe not for an environmental standpoint. I haven't um, faced that side of it yet. But um, from the standpoint of 
being able to drive the car farther. And my reaction was, yeah, but I don't feel excited because I'm about to go on a big trip and I'm afraid this is going to take a long time. I'm afraid that it's going to push back my trip. And Angel looked at their clipboard and, or their, not their clipboard. It was actually <laughs> a whole um, digital system and said, oh no, we have the battery in. It, it should only take a day or two. I thought, I am really afraid to believe them because I'm knowing my luck right now with so many things going wrong, that's not going to work out that way. But it still felt good to hear. And then I had a few other questions, a few other concerns, and Angel truly was an angel, just took care of everything with grace. They gave me a loaner car, which I wasn't expecting. I already lined up someone to come pick me up. And I, instead, I got to drive a car very similar to mine home and, and use it for a few days. I thought, wow, that was unexpected good news. Um, and then just all of these little things started happening, like small, insignificant things, but they were significant to me. Um, I was worried that a package of products I had ordered for my trip were going to get delayed and they arrived on time. And I think I picked it up from my P.O. box yesterday and just like going to the P.O. box and picking up something that I had anticipated and it arrived and it worked out. It just felt so good. And then I went to a bagel shop. I was picking up some bagels for this morning, which is a huge part of what I want to share today. Um, and they were so nice. I walk into this bagel shop and they were like, all smiles and just like full of positive energy. And the guy that served me was like, here, have an extra bagel on the house. And I was like, really? Like, okay. And I, it was just that simple, small thing that I wasn't expecting. This other kind person who is radiating joy and confidence, both this bagel guy and angel at the dealer, at the service center, just were radiating kindness and generosity and like enthusiasm. It just started to feel so contagious. And I left the bagel shop. I don't know why I might've heard this in the bagel shop or somewhere else that day. It was a love, lovely day by Bill Withers. And I put it on the car and rolled down the windows and was just like feeling that song. And I was like, yeah, it is a lovely day. It just in a small way, but it just felt so lovely. And I came home a Saturday. I didn't have much going on. And I just relaxed and lounged around the couch and watched reality TV and just felt so at peace. I didn't have any lingering things to do. And that felt amazing. And then come to today, this morning, I got up early as I have been recently. And, and when I say early, I mean very early for me. I am someone who generally prefers to wake up around 10 a.m. And <laughs> I haven't done that in a while because I've been prepping for this road trip. I've been getting up at 5 a.m. And it's a whole new way of life. So I got up at 5 a.m., but today there was a whole purpose for it beyond training myself for this road trip. I went and saw the movie Oppenheimer at 6 a.m., and Oppenheimer's a three-hour movie. The reason I saw it at six is because in Los Angeles right now in early August, 
the seats for this movie are sold out at most places if you want to see it in IMAX 70 millimeter. Now, I am a huge Christopher Nolan fan. I also really appreciate seeing a, a really good movie in a really good theater and ended up going to the Chinese theater, the famous Chinese theater. It used to be called the Man's Chinese Theater. Now it's called TCL Chinese Theater, I think. It's uh, right in the center of Hollywood. We're at the famous, uh, what's it called, Walk of Fame, I think, with all the stars. And it's the theater where they have all the handprints from celebrities of the past. Um, I don't know if they still do cement handprints there, but um, most people will know what I'm talking about. I've been to that theater a number of times and I forgot what it was like because I haven't been to the theater much in the last few years. Um, and I walked in there. I was like, whoa, it's just full of gratitude. It's 6 a.m. There's barely anyone around. There's no traffic. The only people in the area were either a, a couple people that were going to a nearby gym and the rest were people going to this movie. And so walking into this movie, into this beautiful theater, and it was just that feeling. It was like entering into a ride at an amusement park. Like It was like this experience of going in there early in the morning and sit down and the seats are comfortable and the seats that I had picked out for this movie were like the perfect seats, the perfect view, just like everything felt so perfect. And I was full of gratitude for that. And I absolutely loved the movie. Just blown away. And I, I say that pun intended. It's uh, about a bomb. Um, I, I'm still processing it. Um, it was just a you know few hours ago that I left the movie, and um, I felt such gratitude just watching it. I felt gratitude being in the theater, looking around at other people that were just mesmerized by it. It's one of those movies I guess a huge percentage of people really enjoy. Of course, there are always people that don't don't like it, but um, the, I felt like people that were willing to be there at six a.m. really wanted to see it. And that was the feeling of just being around other people that were like present to it, quiet, barely moving. Like, I don't think I saw anyone near me in the seats near me get up and go to the bathroom. Like it was this level of commitment and like presentness there. And I felt just in awe of the whole experience and the fact that I got to experience that movie was itself moving it wasn't just that i enjoyed the movie it was it was just felt like this work of art and that i got to see it in the theater and um yeah there's just all that gratitude there and i i walked out of there and it's 9 a.m and sun's out and it's a beautiful summer day and i got in my car and started playing the soundtrack <laughs> To Oppenheimer, I really love the music that Christopher Nolan uses in the film. And I was actually surprised that it wasn't Hans Zimmer. Big fan. Uh, it's a, another man. His name's Ludwig something. Um, or Ludwig. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. But just remarkable music. And so, you know, many of us know that experience when you come out of a movie and you're just like in another state. 
and you want to stay in it. That's how I felt all day. It's like it just put me in this state of mind. But to couple, to build upon that, my friend's dad was telling me about this vegan, I don't, I don't know what to call it, a vegan food stand, I guess, at a farmer's market in Los Angeles, the Atwater Farmer's Market. And I want to make sure I get the name uh, correct for anyone who might want to go check it out. I think it's called Mort and Betty's. Let me, let me make sure. Yes. Okay. Mort and Betty's Vegan Deli. I'll put a link to it, or you can go to mortonbetty's.com. It's a Jewish vegan deli. And I met the chef and curator, Megan, there. She was serving me herself, um, assuming those are their pronouns. Try not to assume, actually. So I'll say that Megan, Megan served me. <laughs> Lovely person. It turns out that Megan had come to a talk I gave, like, probably eight years ago before they started this business, which is just so fascinating. We, we don't have a relationship, but we started talking and they were like, oh yeah, I came to this one talk that you did. I'm like, really? Whoa, what a small world. Um, anyways, my friend's dad was raving about this place and my friend's dad and I have been like good friends for over 10 years easily. And we hadn't seen each other in a while. So we met up at the farmer's market, got some of this incredible food, and then ended up going to a different part of town called Frogtown because he's a coffee lover like myself. And we went and we got coffee at, at a place that he really enjoys in Frogtown and ended up sitting by the water. I never spent time in this part of Los Angeles. And I didn't know that there was this beautiful river that goes through this area of town, like, like beautiful in a way that I wouldn't associate with that part of Los Angeles. I, I it's, it's hard to describe. I would look up some photos if you're interested, or maybe go over there if you're in Southern California. Um, there's a bike path that runs past this river and all these little businesses, there's a, another vegan restaurant over there that I'd never heard of. And it was just like this really cool part of town. And we just sat by the river and talked for hours. And I have no plans today. So I had an opportunity to just be present with this person and catch up and listen to stories and talk about all sorts of things and connect. And he left me with such a beautiful piece of advice that I would like to share. And by the way, I'm going to pause because one of the Beyond Measure members who's who's watching me record this in real time uh, is a musician himself and uh, wanted to share that the music in Oppenheimer is Ludwig or Ludwig Gorenson, if I'm pronouncing it anywhere close to it. Thank you for that. Very important to acknowledge artists. Um, anyways, I, as I was sitting at the river, first of all, the river itself is, it was going by at such a beautiful pace, you know, like it's not just a visually pleasing thing, but when, when you can hear water moving and rivers are one of my favorite things to think about 
when either leading a meditation or meditating myself, because I heard a meditation teacher describe it as we can think of our thoughts as if it were a river when just watching it, our thoughts pass by us. And that metaphor has always really resonated with me. And I, I started thinking about that as we were sitting there and I felt like I was in a meditative state. And earlier during this recording, I said, I haven't felt a lot of flow in my life. And to, so, I mean, not in general, recently, I guess, but I've been yearning for flow and to sit by a literal flow of water just felt so powerful, so poignant. And not only that, but I saw a coyote run by on the other side of the river. There was a crane over on that side too. There were ducks. There were butterflies, beautiful big butterflies fluttering. I mean, it, as I'm describing it, it doesn't sound like something you would witness in a city like Los Angeles. Granted, we have a good amount of nature here, but it still felt special. And my friend's dad, who loves that area, you know, he goes there all the time and he's seen this stuff all the time. And he too has just felt like it, it's so wonderful. And being able to be present in nature that way with a person that you've been seen in a while. And then strangers, there was this one bike rider who just like shouted hello to us. And my, my friend's dad turns to me and we're like, are we in LA? Like, why is this random stranger? saying hello but it also made sense because it was just like this disney movie-esque experience of like of course somebody would say hello to you here it's 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 lovely and positive and and joyful and then my my friend's dad as i was talking about shared a few wonderful things he's, he's a i don't know if he considers himself buddhist but he has a, a lot of that spiritual, mindful awareness about him. And he shared with me that, I guess a mantra that he lives by is to say, thank you for everything. I have no complaints. And the way he described that meaning was quite literal. He said, even when things are hard, he tries to find gratitude and, and really say thank you for everything, the good and the bad, the easy and the challenging, and to try to find that state of, of no complaint. And it's easy on days like today and yesterday, the last few days, where, where things have been kind of going my way or better than planned, better than expected, it's easy to see what he was saying. But now I'm wondering, what would it be like to remember that during a hard time? And I found myself after saying goodbye to him and driving home, I found myself wondering where I could apply that. I don't want to welcome in more hardship. <laughs> it's nice to have a break from challenges or big challenges, you know, inconveniences, because they can feel really exhausting. And right now I feel like I'm, I've got a lot of relief, you know, um, I feel like I'm on the precipice of a lot of relief because I don't have 
any major plans the next few days until I start my road trip. And my road trips tend to feel incredibly rejuvenating and, and meditative. They have their challenges, but they feel good. They are, they're good challenges. I'm, I'm going to incredible national parks and seeing friends and family. And I, I, I have so much lined up in the next few weeks. I, I almost can't believe it. <laughs> so it's, it's like, wow, how, how much more of this joy is ahead of me, but I don't want to be constantly looking forward and I, I don't expect to stay in a state of joy all the time, but what I would like is more of this present flow state. Like I felt at the river listening to my, my friend's dad's wisdom. And I would like to feel thankful for everything. Something interesting just happened that I'll share. Something that doesn't go. <laughs> I have this hair tie that I've used for so long and I was like playing around with it in my hands and I just broke it. <laughs> so here, let's practice that. It's like, okay, how can I be thankful? Well, I'm a little sad. I broke it like meaning there's no stretch in it anymore. And if I, I've had this hair tie, I don't even know where it came from. I almost took this for granted. And I'm not attached to it, but I do feel disappointed that I just broke it as I was talking. And yet I could say, thank you for everything I've had and all the ways I've used it. I, I don't feel like I can complain because I had so much great use out of it. But I'm also wondering, how can I be thankful for the sadness? How can I be thankful for the minute grief that I feel that something broke? I get very attached. And I feel grief over small things like this. I also carry the weight of regret sometimes. It's like, oh, maybe if I had done something differently, I wouldn't have broken this. There's no way for me to know. I didn't intentionally break this. And in a way, is this even broken or is it just a new form? I mean, it's still physically together. There's some, maybe I can wear it as like a headband. <laughs> I actually could. But this is what I mean is there's like all these little, ooh, wouldn't that be funny if it just changed shape? I'm not a big headband wearer, but I started wearing them, uh, when I work out, so, like when I go on my hike sometimes when it's super hot and I'm sweaty, wow, that just fit perfectly. I don't know if I'll wear this as a headband beyond this moment, but is it just changing shape? Am I saying goodbye? Am I letting go? That was something else today. At the riverbank, one of the small businesses my friend really enjoys is a float tank business. It's called quantum something, I think, which is really interesting. Let me look this up. I want to make sure I'm getting the name right because in the movie Oppenheimer, it's about quantum physics. And well, I guess part of it at least, right? Is, let me first, let me make sure that I am defining quantum physics, right? <laughs> yeah. So the atom, the atomic bomb, quantum physics is a fundamental theory 
that provides a description of the physical properties of nature at the scale of atoms and subatomic particles. Got it. Okay. Um, but this quantum place in Frogtown, let me make sure, it's a float tank. And they had all this cool technology in there. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's called Quantum Clinic. It's so interesting because I wasn't even focused on the name until I shared it out loud. But it, it's a really interesting timing given the movie I just saw. So Quantum Clinic calls themselves an inclusive space for you to tune into your body's innate wisdom for epigenetic healing. Ooh, that's cool. Wow. They leverage the latent potential of energy, frequency, and vibration to facilitate a deeply relaxing and restorative experience. Now, I'm a big fan of float tanks and a sensory deprivation tanks. I think I did a whole episode on it back uh, in March or April of this year after I had a really transformative experience. And I'm pretty sure that was an entire episode. I'll link to that if you are curious. Uh, I I'm just think floating is is truly healing. And so my friend and and I went in there and they the owners, it's a new new place. It's only been open, I think, for nine months or so. They gave us a tour of the inside and showed us all these other cool things they do. They have um another feature called uh scalar upgrade where you lie on this water bed and they play like special music and have these vibrations going. Yeah. It says, wow. Just reading the description. I'm like, I got to go back here. Regenerative healing from trauma and toxic stress, harmonization and clearing of energetic blocks, energy boost from and relief from chronic fatigue. Whoa. Just walking around in this place, though, I felt a shift. And the riverbank is right outside their door, and they had these wind chimes, and you could hear them in the distance, among, like in addition to the river. So I don't even need to do these treatments. It was like I felt something there. And I walked away thinking, is there some sort of energy vortex going on in this area? Like, I just felt something really powerful. Is it, or is it that I'm in a flow state? Is it that these things are reflecting other, like the state that I'm already in? Are they magnifying it? Am I noticing these things because I'm in a place of joy and presentness? I don't know. And I don't even need to know. <laughs> I just felt so much delight. I felt I felt almost like I was on a high from some, like ingesting something. <laughs> like if you've ever experienced uh, the euphoria of even a beverage of some sort, alcohol, or it certainly does not have to be alcohol or drugs. There's a lot of different ways we can experience highs in life. It could just be the high of love the high of joy, you know, like those highs. I've been in that state since being at the movies. And 
it's so delightful. It's especially delightful when it doesn't come from a drug. Um, but maybe the chemical reaction, maybe those, those experiences I had are kind of drug-like. I don't know how to describe it, but It's something I, I want to talk about because I want to pass it on. I want, I want to at least serve as a reminder to myself as I'm saying these words to you. There are things that we can tap into or that tap into us that can feel so euphoric. And sometimes we have no control over when they come into our lives. But I think it's even better when you're not expecting it. It's such a beautiful experience when everything seems to be going right or when you're looking at life through a different lens because of your experiences. And if you had asked me even a week ago, I wasn't in that state. So I know that I will be in the other side of this. It's not that I expect this to continue to last. It's not that I expect it to be easy to tap into this. I don't even expect to remember this feeling much longer. I don't know how, how long it'll last. Something could go wrong and something will go wrong, but something could go wrong five minutes from now and it could feel really hard. And then I'm, I wonder, can I remember what my friend's dad said about being thankful for everything and having no complaints? What does that mean? It sounds really hard to be thankful for everything. It definitely sounds hard to have no complaints. But it also sounds very appealing to me to strive for that. Why not? I'm not expecting that I'll never complain. But maybe it can shift the way a complaint feels. Maybe it shifts my relationship with complaints. It's hard to be thankful when we're struggling. It's so easy to be thankful when we're not. <laughs> Everything feels easy right now. But that's also that flow and the reason the metaphor of the river or the little literal experience of the river is so powerful for me is knowing that things are constantly changing. Things are constantly in flow, whether we feel like we're in flow or not. There are times where we feel like we're going swimming against the tides. There are times where we feel like we're flowing with it. There are times when we're splashing around. I was watching today this little kid playing in the water with his dog named Coconut. He kept yelling, Coconut, Coconut. I was like, that is the cutest name for a dog. This big, white, fluffy dog. <laughs> I don't know. It's really interesting. Whenever I'm in a state like this, I just feel in complete awe of life. It's a beautiful, beautiful feeling. 
but I also want the hardships of life to feel beautiful because it's all beautiful. So with that said, um, you know, as I move into the next few weeks where I'll be moving so much, very literally moving from place to place, if all these plans, everything feels like it's going to go well, I don't know. It might not. But I'm very excited to share what's on the other side, literally, when I get to the other side of the United States. And that'll be my next recording. Unless I spontaneously decide to record something else. I, I intend to really soak in the next few weeks, the next month, perhaps, and share with you what life is like there. And in the meantime, I've, I have, well, actually, you know, with the schedule of release of this, the meantime may be very short, but <laughs> as of this time, I mean, a month just feels like so much, so much to experience. Thank you for listening as always. I feel thankful for everything, everything, the part that you play. Thank you for the Beyond Measure member who has engaged so much in the chat, mentioning it's like being in sync with everything. Yes, such a beautiful way to describe it. I would love to be in the state all the time, but I'm also not going to force it because I know myself and I know that I'm not in this state all the time, but wow, does it feel good to feel in sync? <laughs> in, in, in hindsight, or in that context, the name, the band name in sync is pretty cool, right? <laughs> uh, you know, what's questions always kind of bothered me is when people are like, who did you like more Backstreet Boys or in sync? For those of us who grew up with that music. I don't like that question. It's an either or. I'm a big fan of the and, which is a big theme of episodes lately. It's fascinating. If you have not listened to recent guest episodes, I encourage you to notice how many guests talk about the word and. So if you ever want to know my answer, I, I like the Backstreet Boys and in sync, And I like being in sync with everything. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the title of this episode. We'll see. I use AI tools to help me come up with names for the podcast. It's always fascinating because I I just get to step back and let AI evaluate it and say, huh, like based on everything you said, here's what I recommend. So if you're ever wondering about the behind the scenes, yesterday I started thinking I might start developing some behind the scenes or or like podcast. Um tutorials. Uh, I had a recent guest ask for help with their podcast and I just love it. I love not just recording this podcast, but helping other people. That's, that's actually where most of my financial flow comes from is pod work in the podcast space. So um, I've been really contemplating doing more like like a course around podcasting or something like that. So just a side note, but something I've been uh, thinking about, I really feel 
in such a good flow with podcasting and very grateful to have the space to share with you space to connect with you. And speaking of connection, if you ever want to connect in real time, you can do it just like people that tune into the podcast live. That's through beyond measure private community. There's a link in the description. You can go check it out and sign up. And I record the episodes. Plus we do group hangout events. I do my group well-being coaching in there and um, really enjoy connecting with people like you. There's a wonderful messaging feature. It's all free. Well, not all, sorry. The well, the well-being coaching is the one thing I charge for, but everything else is, is free. So if you are interested, you can come check it out, hang out with other people, get to know other people, connect, find your flow, get in sync with each other there. And if that's not your thing, please reach out to me via email. Today was one of those days where I felt a lot of clarity about not using social media. I was talking to my friend's dad about that. And I, it just doesn't resonate with me right now. I don't know if it ever will again. I have a, a deep love and nostalgia for social media, but it's not something I want to actively participate in beyond helping others, you know, in addition to the podcast work I do or, or in sync with it, um, since in sync, in sync is kind of the, the phrase right now for me, um, I do work in, in helping podcasters with social media. I also am re-examining all of my work there. So my point being, social media is not a good way to connect with me. I, I just checked Instagram for the first time in about a month and like get these messages that I don't see. So I, if you ever try to reach me through social media, it's unlikely I will see it in a timely manner. My preference is beyond measure or email. So I would love to connect with you through one of those mediums if you want to connect. And if not, thank you for listening. I'll be back with the next episode with a wonderful guest next week and a solo episode after that, which will be the, the update from my cross-country trip. Until then, wishing you all the best and hoping for lots of flow and in sync feelings and gratitude and no complaints for you. Bye for now.